Do not piss in the piscine. Mind Gap Podcast. Guys, welcome to Mind Gap. I'm Doug. I'm Justin. And we're live streaming this week. Pretty exciting. If you're listening to this, too bad. We're live streaming it too. So, ha ha, we're doing both. So you you might have had the chance to already see this, mm-hmm. but still listen because we definitely want the listenership on of the Of course, we definitely want your the podcast on the stream. Absolutely. Yeah. So, just uh, you know, if you were watching us, uh, you know, you might get to relive some of the awesome moments in this episode. So, Hoorah! 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 Uh, so yeah, uh, big march going on right now. Yeah, outside. Actually, I mean, not just here, but everywhere. It's, uh, yeah, it, it, I think they said six hundred throughout the world, mm-hmm. three hundred in the in the country alone. So that's pretty awesome. <clears throat> and they showed a picture of Grant Park, and it is it is. I mean, there are the it is a mass of people. It's there are so many people downtown right now. Yeah, I was watching the news this morning with uh, with what they were doing in. Uh, in DC mm-hmm. and in New York, and uh, the the people, the the crowds there are even even crazier. Which is, uh, I just think it's cool that it's not easy to get something organized like in one city, mm-hmm. but to globally have everyone do something the same thing on the same day at essentially the same hour, like is it's really impressive. Is impressive to to mobilize in that fashion. Yeah, yeah. So uh, to all you folks out there marching, way to go! Keep it up! Keep it up! You know, we support you here at Mind Gap, which means a lot. You've got our, you've got our stamp of approval. I'd say any any support any support counts. Yeah, that's, that's me. But I yeah. mean, honestly, like like you have to you have to make your if you don't make your voice heard, then you have no room to complain. True. So keep it up. Very true. Very good. Jill's out there with Natalie today, which I think is cool. Even though yeah. she may not remember it, I think it's cool that she that even at at some level she gets to experience it. Yeah, Jill said she goes. I just feel like I need to be there. Yeah, just to have and even you know just to have Natalie there. Yeah, was like an important thing for her. Yeah, so uh, which I thought was pretty cool. So I'm like, good for you. Be safe. You know. Yeah. She got her. All I'm just up. hoping that's the one thing that I'm hoping is that it stays peaceful. And I, I think I think it will. But I just I really. Like the thing that bummed me out was on inauguration day when yeah. the when there was like 217 people arrested and there was you know like some of them started well I mean there was pushback from the police which in turn had pushback from the like they were firing tear gas into the crowds which then incited them and I felt like it, well, part it of, of it too is it there's anarchists and shit that show up there to always ruin and piss in everyone's punch bowl like the, yeah there's there's the people who try who go there to try to derail it and I saw a video yeah. of some guys that actually like were walking around trying to beat up shit and spray paint stuff and they made themselves look like they were part of the group but yeah. they weren't yeah. And that's the kind of thing where I'm like, you guys are assholes. Yeah. You know, because they're like, cool, an, an opportunity to be a dick. And I know that's anarchy at its at its core. Yeah. So, you know. Uh, but, yeah, I hope it stays peaceful. I mean, that's what matters most is just, you know, I think the sheer numbers of people showing up is, is this a very is, powerful I thing. feel like this is going to send a th- – this is the biggest message you could possibly send at, the, at, at this point in time. This is sure. the biggest – yeah. So. Yeah. So, right on. So, there you go. That's our political... Starting off the, the podcast, that's our political... Starting off lighthearted Our day. political punch. Right that's at the right. top of the... Right at the top of the hour. Right at the top of the hour. Here with Justin Doug on MindGap. We're talking about politics. And now, we're going to move on to something even more important. Technology. <laughs> right. Woo! Because, remember, cyber is important 
per our president now. Yes. You know, Cybering. I'm the best at cyber. Yes. I don't, I, everyone cybers, no one cybers better than me. I, no one says a, ASL quicker than I do in a chat room <laughs> to find out what's going on. I want to get to the bottom of this, to the bottom of the bottom of this. Some people thought it was weird when I, I ASL'd my daughter. Yeah. I did not think it was but weird. But I said, hey, you know what? It, it made sense because she's hot, you know? I mean, I'd fuck her. Jesus. Isn't that what he said? I mean, I feel like you're paraphrasing, but... Eh, more or less. I mean, he said something <laughs> like that, right? <coughs> Close enough, yes. Yeah. So anyway, technology, y'all. Yes. So uh, the CES convention uh, just wrapped up in uh, Las Vegas. A whole bunch of cities just ran in my brain. I was like, New York, Los Angeles. Nope, Las Vegas. Uh, and it's like a tech show. They do it every year. I don't know what it stands for. I think it's Consumer Electronic... Services. Services. Showcase. Showcase. There That's we go. That's got to be what it is. That's got to be what it is. Probably not, but no, it's we, probably don't, not. we don't research anything here. But essentially what they do is they have this technology show uh, every year, and it kind of shows some of the cutting-edge stuff that's coming out from different uh, different corporations and things like that. Some of it is just pure concept. Other things are like on their way to being released to the public, which yeah. is kind of cool. So every year I kind of just peek at it. Last year's was kind of boring. <laughs> it was a lot of like home tech stuff that was like the hot new thing. Like yeah. I think it was like the uh, – uh, what is it? The uh, the Amazon was it the Echo? Okay, or like all those sorts of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Things you could just do in your home to make your life easier. Oh, or like the dot or the you're, you're yeah. talking about the yeah. The thing, hey Alexa, Alexa, do this. that's yeah. what I'm thinking. Well, about. I think that is the Echo though. Yeah. Okay, but it's like that was like the big thing. It's like you can monitor all your stuff from home. You can yeah. change the you can turn the lights on and off with your app and things like that. And I was like, boring. Who cares? None of that applies to me. So I was just kind of snooping around at some of the stuff, and CNN had a nice little thing that said that it was like the top 14 products. Hold on, let me CS. let me go back before yeah. that. I want to I want to talk about the Echo real quick. So yeah. you think that's you think the Echo is complete and utter just like garbage? I look at it like I look at the iPad for okay. myself personally. Is like it's cool, but I don't know if I can find a use for it. See, like my sister in law got it. Did you feel the same way about your phone though? Like smartphones, when you still had your when you still had your your flip phone or whatever you had. I prior. feel like the smartphone was definitely like I'm like I see the applications haha, for this. Um, really? Because I was using the touch before I got an iPhone. The touch. The iPod Touch. Oh, okay, yeah. And I was like, wow, this is basically everything except the phone function. Okay. And it would be nice to have my phone on here right. and do all these sorts of things. Like it seemed like the natural upgrade. Whereas with um, like Alexa, it's like, hey Alexa. Play this song for me. I'm like, I can do that with my phone. Hey Siri. Right, but if you're, but you have to touch the phone. Siri, to... I was just kidding. You can stop. You don't actually have to touch. Oh, with Siri. the seven, that's right. It doesn't have to be plugged in. That's fair. <laughs> She's just stood. Uh, yeah, what's why? What do you need, Doug? What do you need? Not nothing. 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 So with yeah, because with the that with the seven, that's true. I didn't realize with because with everything out like the six, the six S plus. Well, I honestly don't use Siri that much anyway. Like I don't. I see some guys are like you know. Well, let me ask you this. Let me Hola, t- Siri. Um, it didn't work good. I was like, oh, good. She's not set for Spanish. <laughs> um, you know, guys at work, they'll be like, hey, Syria, set a, uh, set a reminder for blah, blah, blah. I'm like, you know, you have thumbs. You can do that yourself. Well, right? let me tell you, what's, what's helpful is when I'm cooking, mm-hmm. right? And I need, I'm, I'm in the middle of a whole bunch of stuff, and I don't want to stop, open up, mm-hmm. unlock my phone, open up the app, like scroll up through the timer, which I know is not that many steps. But if I've got like three pots going and mm-hmm. I'm trying to you know dice something for the next step or something, yeah. it's easy just to hey Siri set a timer for five minutes mm-hmm. done and I can keep going. Oh, yeah, don't get me wrong, it's cool. It's I not cool. It's, it's useful. I think it's super cool, but it's, it's useful. But it's one of those things where I'm like I'm not going to invest 
something in so I can be like, man, I need this. I, I don't look like, if you were to give that to me as a gift, I'm like, cool. And I would make use of it, but I wouldn't go out and be like, you know, what we need to get this. I'd be like, nah. It's like we, we, when we got our iPad, it was a gift. Yeah. And I was like, okay, um, what do we do with it? You know, and we got, we made good use out of right. it, you know, and stuff like that. But I never would have bought it on my own. Right. I was like, I just don't see the, the, the everyday application for it. And I think the commercials are interesting. They're like, you know, Alexa, pause music. Alexa, continue music. Right. Alexa, order flowers from 1800flowers.com. Right. Or any sort of thing like that. I'm like, it's cool, <clears throat> but I just don't see the, it seems just very um, superficial, if that makes sense. I uh, I guess I mean, so. I, again, I, I would argue that it's super useful. And it, if anyone's it, it watching right be. now and wants to chime in on this, please feel free. We're, we're doing the live stream. So let us know. Do you think the hmm. Alexa, Siri, all the, the digital helpers, do you think they're – what was the word you just used? Superficial. Superficial. Do you think they're superfluous or do you think they're useful? Because I say they're useful. Again, I'm not saying that they're not useful. I'm just saying that I don't find them uh, a necessity. It's not something I need in my everyday life. To make sure that my life runs better. And that's maybe not the way to look at it. But mm-hmm. I'm like, why would I spend that much money on something where I'm like, meh. Meh. All right. You know I, what I mean? I, I, I will agree with I agree with this point. I cook all the time. And I always forget that I can just tell you know, right. Siri to just, hey, set a timer for five minutes. I just do it. Right. And I'm like, cool, done. You got a baby, too. What about you got Natalie? I do, not She's hold, screaming. I do not hold Natalie while I cook. No, I'm not saying while you cook. <laughs> also, how is she ever going to learn how? I mean, you know. I will hold her over the fire when she's bad, but I will not cook with her. (laughs) You got it. You got to hold her while you're cooking. You got to hold her while you're while you're working out. You got to. This is the only way that babies learn. Is it inevitably? I'm going to be holding her while I hold them one of these days, and I'm dreading that. I know. Always go there. It has to. Inevitably, that's what's going to be happening. I'm going to be like. I'm going to have to take her out and hold her and be like. But I'm saying while you're holding her at some points. While you're holding her at some point, or you're doing something, you're cleaning the house, and you need maybe maybe you need to uh, maybe you need to check and see. This is like <laughs> see what I mean. I'm like, well, you don't drive, so all my points are useless for you. You're boring. <laughs> Moving on. Well, no, that Moving on. my favorite point too is where you're like, man, like when I'm dicing stuff, and it's like I gotta open up my phone, I gotta unlock it, and I gotta set a timer. I'm like, is there any bigger example of first world problems no, than that? Look, that right I understand there? that. <laughs> I understand that. I'm not. I'm not saying that it is. I'm not saying it's the same as shelter, food, water, sleep. Like it's I'm not pretty saying high that. up on the old Maslow's hierarchy of needs as far as like self actualization. I understand that, but I'm just saying it is a. I, I will argue because you were saying, oh, it's cool, but I'm saying it's useful. There is a definite use for it in everyday life. That is my argument. Okay. I, I accept that, and I just like for me, I'm like, no, nah, I wouldn't spend the money on it. That's fair. If it was like, 20- well, in fairness, you won't buy a boat either, and that's an awesome thing. <laughs> that is not an awesome thing, because <laughs> um, it, it's like, you know, how how expensive are those things? There's several hundred bucks, right? Uh, I think you can get, and I could be wrong on this. I thought it was either it's either the Echo or the Dot you can get for about a buck forty, a hundred forty. All right, that's not too bad. That's not terrible. I still wouldn't. I thought, and I could be wrong on that. I haven't. I, I have still not gone on Amazon it. to see. I also know someone that like has. The family with three kids, and they bought each one of their kids like the Google version of like Echo or whatever. oh that little Google Home looks like an air freshener. Yeah, yeah. They bought three of their kids one, like each one. I'm like, do you need one for each person? See that I feel that I will agree with. Where I'm like, I feel like one for the home is kind of what you need. I was like, what would you be doing with? Unless each kid has one in their home and they can just play music in their no, room? no, they're kids. Like they're not like teenagers. They're like kids. Like you like, like the, the oldest is like maybe twelve. Oh, interesting. Yeah. 
Hmm. So okay, I'm like that. That is that. That seems. I would need some more justification. Yeah, you know, I was like, one. I was like, why three? Because <laughs> my sister-in-law got Alexa. Yeah. Which I'm like, okay, but even then, I was like, what are you guys going to use this for? Lucas like, Baker, just real quick. Lucas Baker liked the shout out for Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Ah, you're welcome, Lucas. You're a smart guy, just like me. Love you, buddy. <laughs> That's one of the cornerstones of most of the things that I think about in life is Maslow's hierarchy of needs. <laughs> I brought it up numerous times practical. on the podcast. This is practical Doug's like favorite go-to thing. It makes sense, man. If you just pull up that that hierarchy, that pyramid, right. everything's going to make sense as you go along. I mean, it's hard to argue against it. But yeah. So this year there was a lot more. There was several cooler. I, I felt uh, not only that, but more diverse. Things that came up. Um, some of them, I, again, I don't find useful to me personally, but they were pretty cool. The first one was a concept car from Toyota. Okay. Uh, basically looks like a car from the movie Minority Report, if you've seen that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it's obviously just high concept. It's not fully functional, but they're thinking that this is what cars are going to look like in 2030. And, you know, that's, you know, you guys don't get to look. We'll, um, we'll post the link. Don't <laughs> worry. Um, but well, I, mean, that, I mean, it's a... <laughs> I always I, I always struggle with concept cars. Me What's too. up, Drew Doll? Just joined the live stream. Hey, Drew, welcome, buddy. I, I always welcome to the Thunderdome. I always struggle with the with the the concept cars um, because while they're futuristic looking, I'm always like, how practical are these designs? Well, and that's the thing too is like, what's it say? It says see through glass doors. Hooray! Wheels built directly into the body and bright white interior next year. The future is looking pretty sleek. Um, but I look at this and I'm like, so that's that's like what, 13 years from now? How if you saw someone, some rich asshole driving this down the street? I mean, I just imagine people. It's like when you wore Google Glass. Well, that I was liking it to that. I'm like, if, <laughs> if I see someone driving down that, I'm like, I bet you tried out Google Glass too, didn't you? Yeah. What's it, up, Daryl? Just joined the live stream. Daryl, what's up, McSweeney? Um, you know, it's just it's one of those things where I'm like, it looks cool and it definitely looks like it should belong in a movie. But I'm like, what's interesting too is they said uh, it's not fully autonomous. Because they believe that you'll still want to drive yourself around in 14 years, right. 13, 14 years. I would think I, the, the concept of self-driving cars alone, to me, scares the hell out of me. Because there yeah. have been, I mean, I know there was there was there something in the news recently where it was either a Tesla or it was uh, someone, there was some self-driving car that I thought just got in an accident recently. And it was... Yeah, I think I remember hearing was that. Was it Google or, t- I don't know whose it was, yeah. but it was, yeah, it's one of those things where I'm like, look, it, there's going to be flaws. Not to mention, if it's connected to the com- the internet, if yeah. it's a computer, it can get hacked. Yeah, well, I think what's important, too, is like I feel like you need to have the majority of drivers having self-driving cars yeah. versus the majority of them not. Because the self-driving cars are going to adhere to certain rules. Mm-hmm. And so if the average person breaks those rules, it's going to screw everything up. Right. You know, so like if everyone has self-driving cars, then it's going to follow all the rules correctly. One would, but hope, I don't, one I don't, would hope. But I don't, obviously, there's going to be like, you know, that percentage of stuff. But it's probably also going to be with met with a trolley problem. Remember when we did that in the Paradoxes episode? Oh, yeah. Where it was basically like you have two tracks. Uh, on one, there's like five people. And on the other one, there's one person. And yeah. you have to... You have to you know, move the train onto one of the tracks, which one do you move it to? And the car is probably going to be like, in which situation? Like if, if there's three school kids walking across the street or running across the street and there's just one of you in the car, the car is probably going to kill you. Swerve to to not hit the them car, and kill you. The car is the going to self explode. <laughs> the car is going to eject spikes out it's of the front. Shock. 
This was unnecessary. Why couldn't you have just braked? <laughs> braked? Yeah. We're Sorry, still I humans. Thought, yeah, I know. Why? What, what should I say? Why? Why didn't you just broke? Why <laughs> couldn't some, you have broken? I thought you were referring to why couldn't the car just you know <laughs> break down? Fall apart. It's like why did you braked? <laughs> <laughs> why couldn't you have just braked? Yeah. Hit applied the brakes. There we go. Thank <laughs> you. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I don't think I've ever heard the word braked before. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I was so thrown off. I was like, wait, what? What are we doing? He applied his brakes. He applied his brakes. But I think it would probably do for the greater good sort of thing, which, sure. let's face it, we're well, not going to be like doing that. I feel like that's a weird thing to have to figure out how to program into a car, too. You're just like, all right. Insert trolley problem. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Load trolley scenario. If I, if I have to kill someone, do I kill one person or three? Exactly. Yeah. That's a weird thing for a car to have to it's think about. It probably would also drive people crazy because it would probably drive the speed limit the whole time. That's so. true, too. Yeah. But the way I look at it, too, is I'm like, I don't care because if I don't have to drive and this is driving for me, I can do other things. Well, this would be ideal for you. Cause oh, you I would love this. I, fucking, I would love this. <laughs> I'd be like, throw on Lord of the Rings. You know, let's do this. You know, I'm, I'm going to be, you know, just chilling while we go go through all this. But, yeah, I, I, I don't know how we bridge that gap between, yeah. A, making them non-hackable. Yeah. And, B, making sure that, um, you know, because if it's also guided by GPS – I mean, GPS, what do you go to some places where GPS, like, there's no signal? I mean, does it just stop? Right. <laughs> so there always needs like to be the a... the middle of the wilderness, yeah. I feel like there always needs to be a function where you can manually override yeah. it. But, you know, for the most part, if you can spend 80% of your time just, you know, going... Because I, I feel like, and I could be wrong, I feel like it would make traffic better... If every single car followed the rules. And, like, <laughs> you weren't getting the, the asshole pulling out, like, yeah. not far enough or trying to run that light or making... We yeah. were in the car last the other the other day, and we were having this discussion of like people like, oh, last minute I want to change, you know, oh no, I'm going to turn, no, I'm sure. not, no, I, yes, I am, no, I'm not. Yeah. Or it's like you know the guy that doesn't want to wait, so he drives up the shoulder to kind of sneak in in right, front of it, like, right. and that just creates more chaos instead of just going every other, where the right. cars will automatically do that. That's fair. You know, would that make traffic better, worse? Right. I don't know. It'd be a cool thing to figure out. Well, we have to understand those. The one thing about chaos is it's fair. It's it's fair. <laughs> uh, before we go on to the next one, Drew Dahl uh, just said, uh, just so we're all clear, Doug, do you normally podcast with your shoes off? This seems counterproductive. Drew? Uh, I have to say well played to that. I do have to say, have well, to say played well played to played. that, but I feel like it was forced because I'm in the comfort of someone else's home. And it was in the comfort of his home. Because uh, I'm, to, to I'm, I'm, I'm polite <clears throat> and I take my shoes off when I enter other people's homes, to, Drew. To clarify what this debate is for all the listeners, uh, Drew, uh, Drew Dahl, who we've had in the podcast many times um, because he keeps demanding to be on, uh, he released one of his vlogs, Dull Moments, go check it out on YouTube, where he was cleaning the house and he was in his bathtub with house slippers cleaning them and, and Doug made the comment... He basically started an internet war with Drew mm-hmm. about wearing shoes while you clean. So that's I thought it was about. weird because I didn't know what they were. I was like, he's wearing shoes in the bathtub while he cleans it because <laughs> you're just getting gross stuff. And he clarified, said they were indoor, outdoor moccasins, which he uses indoor, and he used that to clean it. So I was like, I get it, but at the same time, it's weird because you're just you know walking around the house with all the dirt, and then you get into the tub. You know, and I just think you don't want the chemicals on your feet. But, but hopefully, hopefully the. Cleaning the tub, it just maybe it washes over the bottom of the moccasins and mm-hmm. cleans off any anything else. Sure, just that's saying. Cool, and you can just take that you know that chaotic stench throughout the rest of the house. Cats can lick it, get sick and die. You know. And by the record, for the record, Drew, I know you got a foot thing, so thank you for taking a peek at my feet. 
That's awesome. Practical Doug is the most depressing person ever. Hey. You go to weirdly dark places. Yeah. I'm just putting it out there. That's that's what is always funny. All right, next thing. Next thing, the Willow breast pump, which normally I'd be like, who gives a shit? But just recently having a child, this is like a really cool thing. So essentially, it's something that you attach onto your breast, and it just will pump by itself. Pumping bre- after watching Jill pump and stuff like that, it's a huge pain in the ass. Is it? You have to like... You have to get some. It depends on how you want to do it. But the thing is, she had she had the two pump suctions on here, and then she had to like sit down, and she couldn't be. She was immobile for like fifteen to twenty minutes. Yeah. she had to sit there and just make sure that it pumped. Well, this attaches to you, so you can go around and do stuff, and it will pump. And it doesn't. It's apparently it reduces pain as well, and it has an app with it which lets you track how much you pump, which is really important to know how much you pump. Oh, interesting. Because if your supply starts going down, that usually means that your body's just like, your supply will never go back up, and it will only go so down. So once it starts to decrease, so if you're pumping too much and you're... So you can yeah. track on a regular basis. It's like, well, how much did I pump today? Because then when we would take Natalie to school, it's like, all right, how much did you pump yesterday? All right, cool. So you pumped 10, 10 ounces. Well, we have to make her three bottles, and if she's doing three bottles and we're giving her three ounces, that means oh, we can make three bottles. This is up your alley, man. See? This is Sol for X. Dude, I'm sure we could probably – it probably even exports the spreadsheets and stuff like that. Doug can pull you know? reports on this. We Doug's very reports. happy. We can do, you know, we can V-lookups. It's amazing. It's the, so cool. The one thing that I thought was funny was that when we initially were going through this list, mm-hmm. uh, the, the one thing that you kept <laughs> saying, you're like, you know, the things that got me excited on here were the parenting things now. I, 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 I said it kind of made me sad that those were the things that made me excited. <laughs> I was all, like, wow, I can see that's super useful. The, all the parenting uh, technology. Uh, yeah, all the parenting tech. So when I compare this to, like, you know, the Alexa, this is way more useful. <laughs> all right. Fair <laughs> enough. Yeah, but can you talk to it? <laughs> probably not. Yeah. It, it probably just goes, don't worry. I got you, baby. All right. <laughs> We're feeding your baby. It's all good. Uh, next up is a Power Ray drone. It's apparently an underwater drone. See, this I think is awesome. See, again, when it comes to drones, I'm like, ugh. Like, what's the point? Like, I, I, again, I think they're totally cool, but I think I mentioned this to you. I was looking at some computers on Dell, and they had a, a deal where it's like, buy a new computer, get a free drone. And I was like... You should have done that. I was like... I'd have taken it. I was like, why? What am I going to do with a drone? Like, I don't... What am I going to do with that? Right. Nothing. I have nothing to do with a drone. I'm like, fly it around? Like, I no, don't but, know. So I don't think this is... I mean, I know it's at the Consumer Electronics Show, sure. but uh, I think that... Um, I think where this really is was uh, applicable is is in marine biology and oh, studying. I mean, 100%. this is gonna this is gonna change, revolutionize what you can do. You know, and I, I, even for in in fairness, even for just the the average, you know, person who likes to go scuba diving or just wants to do underwater photography, like or fishing or fishing. I mean, yeah, this is this this could change the game in a lot of different ways. Apparently, yeah. this says um, the waterproof drone can swim. <laughs> Eric. <laughs> uh, Dresner? Dresner, Todd Hammer and Cochran talking about technology. Dresner, welcome, buddy. Good to see you. Thanks is, for joining. Is in. he from New York? That's is this, your New York buddy. Hey, what's going yeah, on? Yeah, that's how he knows you as Todd Hammer. <laughs> Eric Dresner, thanks for joining, man. I love it. Uh, so this apparently this drone can swim thirty meters below water and use sonar to help recreational fishermen better track fish. Nice. That's fucking cool. Yeah. Uh, thanks to built-in Wi-Fi, the drone sends alerts to users back on land when fish are nearby. It'll even capture 4K video and photos so you can replay the moment you caught your dinner. So It's going to make looking for dead bodies also. I mean, oh it's going to revolutionize oh my God. searching, skimming the Hudson River. Yeah, right. Absolutely amazing. That one goes out to yeah. Eric. <laughs> <laughs> so right now, it's uh, it hasn't official pricing hasn't been announced, but it will be in the $3,000 range. So pre-orders in February, get your... Uh, <laughs> 
Get your Power Ray drone now. <laughs> I think that's cool because I just find underwater stuff fascinating anyway. Oh, I do so too. Anything you can use to like, not, but 4K video, that's pretty awesome for yeah. underwater stuff. Like that's really cool. Yeah, like I said, it's going to revolutionize. The, there's a lot of different industries that this will be this will be very useful towards. And I mean, it only makes sense. We've we've gone up now. We need to go down and you know, oh, absolutely. under under the uh, under the under the seas. Sure, Sebastian says. Yeah, that's what he says, and just keep swimming. Um, next up is the Power Egg drone, and this seemed like the dumbest one, <laughs> one of the dumbest ones on the list. <laughs> uh, the Power Egg is a an egg shaped collapsible quadcopter. It's unlike a drone we've ever seen, weighing in about four and a half pounds. The drone pops out of a plastic casing when it's time to fly. See, I love the I love the thought. <laughs> to me, this is very Bond esque. Like, I love the thought the thought that you just kind of like set this drone down, yeah, and like at a moment's notice, it just goes. It just starts going. It's like a it's like a freaking bird that hatches. It's like and it's like why would you? And just starts attacking people in the park. I'm like, why does it have to come out of an egg? Because so why? Because it's cool, Doug. Because what? Because fuck you. That's why. Because fuck you. That's why. It's cool. I don't know. I think that's so weird. It's like if I saw a guy like you know, actually, oddly enough, on the on TV the other day, I just saw like uh, competitive drone racing. That's a thing. Yeah. It's it, it was insane. <laughs> it was like I'm like, you know what? That's and I go, the stupidest it, thing I've but ever you know heard. what? You know what though? I was like <laughs> compelled to be like, I kind of think this is a sport, <laughs> right? It makes no sense. I'm gonna come across the table because you, because if NASCAR is not a sport, how is this a sport? Right? Thank you. Oh, I am. I'm making a note of that, dude. It was insane. Next- it was insane. These guys put on like VR goggles and they had like the the camera on the front of the thing and they would fly it. And they would go through these insanely complex, like, dark rooms, and they would be lit up, like, <laughs> glowing in the dark. And they'd, like, fly and go through this entire obstacle course. How is that? If you don't consider esports an actual sport, if that's a hobby. Yeah, right. How the fuck does this consider it a sport, Doug? I don't know. I don't know, man. But it just felt like it? I, don't, I guess. Oh, shut up. I mean, again, <laughs> I, I, I'm still my initial, you know, viewing of it. <laughs> It was insane, though. It was so cool. Like, these guys were... I mean, I will say that's cool. Yeah. But I just... I'm furious that you think that's a sport right now. I know. Me, too. I'm not happy about it, either, because I don't think it should be. But I was like, what? That was amazing. (laughs) Volucci had told me about that, how there's competitive drone racing. I'm like, what? Well, I've seen the commercials for, like, Mountain Dew, where they... It's the the drone... uh, the drone hunting, mm-hmm. where like the guys on the motorbikes are, they've got the nets and they're trying to catch the drones. Yeah. Which I, I'm assuming, since they're like, yeah, this is a thing. Like I'm assuming they were like <laughs> highlighting the fact that hey, even this weird thing, you know, you can use Mountain Dew for it. But you can use Mountain Dew. You can Dew use for Mountain Dew if you need like that. It's like putting it in your <laughs> gas tank. You can use it for the drone fuel. <laughs> <laughs> Warning: little asterisk at the bottom. Do not put Mountain. Do Dew not in put your Mountain Dew in gas tank. <laughs> also, do not drink Mountain Dew. <laughs> But I mean, yeah. I you guess remember the drugs, rumor with Mountain Dew back in the day, where it, like uh, because of the, the yellow, five. the yellow five killed your per- sperm count. Yeah, that seems like one of the biggest urban legends of all time. I still feel like there might be some validity <laughs> to that. I remember talking to a kid, and he goes, "I'm like, that sounds like bullshit." He goes, "Yeah, but why risk it?" <laughs> Look, that's that's fair. He logic. goes, hey, "Okay, it's false, but what if it's true?" That's logic that practical Doug can't argue. I just with. remember looking at the kid. I'm like, "We're like in eighth grade. Like, we're fine." <laughs> what are you? Have we're to fu- worry about. He's like, yeah, I just, he was really worried about his swimmers. Trevor, what do you have to worry about? He's like, hey man, I just I want to make sure that my balls are good. <laughs> okay, man. <laughs> Great, keep on do? worrying then, Trevor. Keep on going, Trevor. Yeah. So I imagine like the competitive uh, drone racing guys are getting out the stuff, and this guy comes with an egg. He's dressed up like Neo from the Matrix <laughs> and everything. He's like, I'm ready to do this. And he, he drops the the egg, and they're like, what the hell is that? He goes, <laughs> and he just goes, goes. <laughs> 
And he's like, let's do this. He pulls up, puts on Google glasses. <laughs> so he rolls up in the futuristic car that we talked about earlier. Rolls up in the futuristic car. Pops out looking like Neo. Uh-huh. He's got the egg under his uh, under his arm. Pops that down. It explodes out and starts hovering. Puts on his Google glasses and then proceeds to lose. And then his wife comes out. <laughs> she's using the breast pump you exactly know, to watch right? while she's watching. And she's like, "Go, Neo, go!" I feel like I feel like we're making a practical th- everyday use for all of these. We things. did it. We made it work. <laughs> The next one, which I thought was really cool. Also, uh, Jamie Howell just chatted on there. She said, I have my bear shirt on, too. They still have a chance, right? Absolutely, they have a chance. I feel like – I feel, here's how I think the Super Bowl is going to work this year, right? The two teams that are in it are going to – they're going to play, right? And in the, middle, in the middle of the second quarter, the Bears are going to come out of the tunnel – out of nowhere. I hope you mean they're like gonna real bears. They're going to storm the field. Uh, let's, let's talk about real bears coming out. Like, Absolutely this is the Roman not. Coliseum. I mean, they can look, they might wear outfits. They Remember might. how we talked about making sports awesome? Yeah. There we go. I want bears to actually So come we're out. replacing the Chicago Bears with actual bears, yeah, they and they're to, just going to maul the other team. Yeah. All right. Like, that's how they win the Super like Bowl. In order, you have to get from one end of the, <laughs> the field to the other while facing 11 other bears. Uh, you know what? There. We just we just improved Is that football. way more interesting or what? I would rather watch we that. We just improved football. Yeah. Now, whether or not the Bears would give a shit, that's that's totally every day depends on what happens when you play the Bears. Look, it's, they're <laughs> kind of like the real life. The Bears are going to be... <laughs> whether or not they try is those, really depends on the those day. Those Bears are going to be fantastic at defense. <laughs> they may not be great at scoring. <laughs> Well, that's not the, the whole point. Is like you play the Bears, like you have to try and see how many points you can right. score. Like that's so the fundamental rules of football get changed at that point. Exactly. All right, fair enough. Just for that game, though, we're going to put a pin. The rest, in this. I want to come back to the this. rest of the NFL is fine, but when you play the right. Bears, like this is the one unique game out of the year where it's like they have to plan for it. Where it's yeah. like, all right, okay, it's time for the Bears game. Like we have to get this out. Like it sucks to be in their division because you got to do it twice. Right. You know, we got to take the Bears to wherever you go, and then you got to go visit the Bears. <laughs> And it's like, all right, guys, we just gotta, we gotta put on extra padding. We gotta make sure that uh, you know Brady's okay. Right, <laughs> Brady's not in their division. Doesn't matter. Uh, anyway, if you want a stupid egg that comes with a you know a uh, a, a drone, it's gonna cost you about thirteen hundred dollars. Totally reasonable. Yeah, sure. Uh, next up, we have LG Wallpaper TV, which I thought was interesting at first glance. This one, I, I was because at first I didn't realize I didn't know if it was an actual TV or if it was just like a design for your wall, like some art yeah. piece for your wall. It sounds like it's an actual TV. Yeah, it sounds which like it's kind of both. I think is really cool. It's LG's new flagship 4K uh, TV is incredibly thin and light, called the W for wallpaper. It adheres to the wall called with the magnets, w. called the W. It adheres to the wall with magnets. It's designed to look like you're watching TV through a window or a picture on the wall. It comes in 65-inch and 77-inch options, and the picture here shows it like some colorful fields. Yeah, and everything I mean, like the, that. yeah, so the, I would the love picture to see. It looks amazing. They say it's thin, but I'd like to know how thin it is to to pull that off. Because I mean, that could be the future of like decorating. Yeah, it's like put that shit up on a wall and then just whatever you want it to be, it is. Yeah, it can change any day that you want, which is kind of cool. Well, I feel like that's I mean that's moving into the fact where like you're gonna have just like an in wall TV that will just like your your wall will just like fade away and a TV will be there and then a wall can like fade back yeah. on or something like it's yeah no I know it's some exactly. such kind of Tony Stark kind of technology or something sure yeah, yeah where you can just whatever um yeah whatever uh. You want it to be. It could be a desert. Could be like rainforest. Whatever you want it to be. Yeah. You can program it, which would be kind of cool. Um, there was something else I was going to say about that. Um, 
and uh, it's gone. So. Does it say on there? Doesn't say on there what like what the dimensions are with it? No. It's if just, it's wallpaper, if they're saying it's wallpaper and it sticks up with magnets, that thing has got to be. It's got to be thin. Fractions of inch, like, yeah. like just millimeters, which is super impressive yeah. for the sake of like. My question is, how do you hook it up to cable? Where does the wire plug in? Yeah, right. <laughs> where does that... When I want to plug my IT, Apple TV in there, where does right. that plug in? Is That's... there? Is it thick enough? That would be cool with the Apple TV, like the screensaver stuff yeah, that comes dude. up. That would be really cool. But I, is it thick enough to even have an HDMI port on it? It's got to. It has to. It's required by law. Now, this next one is totally up your alley. It's called Pico Brew. Pico. Oh, yes. This Pico was Brew. one of the coolest ones I thought on there. Yeah, Pico Brew, which Still is... Still not sure how this works, but it's really I. cool. It costs about 800 bucks, and it's a homebrew kit that takes a few hours to create five liters of beer. Right. So you don't have to sit there and wait weeks for this sure. for, for something to you know to, to go through the full process of, uh, of, of making the beer. You can do it within a couple hours. It was launched through Kickstarter and has more than 40 beer options for users to choose from. Uh, it also says it's easy to keep components sanitized, which apparently is an important piece of home brewing. Yeah, whatever. Uh, through its cleaning system. Uh, it says it might not be lo- novel for long. Anheuser-Busch and Keurig announced on Friday they are collaborating on an in-home alcohol drink system. Oh, fucking, I'm sorry. I Look, the Keurig system, I think, is is really... It's, it's great when you just want one cup of coffee, but mm-hmm. I feel like it's such a... Like, it's such a design... Like, a, it's the it thing. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, I have a... Do you have a Keurig? I have a Keurig. Do you have a Keurig? I have one of my home. I well, drink Keurig. I all think the it's time. interesting. The guy who made like the Keurig just like, drives me wine I don't cups, know why. Yeah. like hates that he did it because they're so fucking wasteful. Oh, absolutely. Now, well, now they have the refillable ones, yeah. which that I'm I'm fine with. I just feel like the, just when people say it, I'm just mm-hmm. like the name. I like the concept. Yeah. The name for whatever reason it just bugs the shit out of me. Yeah. 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 It's it's and the fact that Anheuser Busch just has their hands in everything now. They do. They're like the Disney of the of the booze world. Right. Um, but I think that would be interesting. Um, there's some sort of restrictions on how much you can brew at any given time, right? Like I, there has run. to be. Yeah, I mean, it, before you have to get some sort of a license. Because if you could essentially create permit. five liters of beer uh, in just a few hours, I mean, I think mean, about if you ex- like, you get like seven of these things and you're just like starting to crank out. Yeah, I mean, you're obviously not going to be, especially if it's like there's four beer options, forty. Like, there's not like you can really do a whole lot with that's that. That's still a pretty wide... Yeah. It is. I mean, but it's not like, you know, the idea isn't that you're going to be doing your own home distribution or anything, I wouldn't think. Right. Especially for 800 bucks. That's a very reasonable thing, price for something like that. So it's not like you'd be like, I'm going to pay... For, uh, come, I want everyone in the neighborhood to come by my place because right. I got all the beer and it's going to cost you two bucks and blah, blah, blah. I'm opening up my own home bar. Yeah. Which actually is the thing that's that's becoming more and more popular. Obviously, since yeah. Keurig and, and Anheuser-Busch are basically looking on how to do an in-home alcohol drink system. Yeah. That's interesting and it seems to me like that's something we should have thought of a while ago. I'm sorry. Daryl just goes, once Keurig beer... Keurig for beer is a thing. Microbrew hipsters will become insufferable. Oh. <laughs> I didn't like even that's, consider that's that either. That's the thing, too. Like, that oh, has, my God. That has I didn't even think about that. Oh. Now, because the thing is, you used to have to go through the process of learning how to do it, yeah. putting the time in. When it came out, if it was terrible, you just wasted a, a couple weeks of your, you know, if not longer, a couple yeah. months maybe of, of time that and you're not going to start over again with all fresh. And you've got to really figure out how to do it. Now, if you can just, if it's disposable where you can just go, I want to make this up, oh, it sucked. I'm going to try it again. It's gonna it it takes away like the art of it of of really figuring it out. I don't and know if they'll be it. quiet and suffer because that's the kind of thing is that people will be like, dude, I spent weeks making this. This is my baby. This is my drink. 
I love it. I hope you love it. Yeah, too. no, but I, what I think what it is is just like, oh, I homebrew. I homebrew. <laughs> okay, like I more people will be the I'm I homebrew. Yeah, you want to check out where my you beer? don't really do it. Like if someone has spent weeks on it, I'll give it to them because that yeah. it it's a process to go through. Like, sure, brewing is not a, just an easy thing to do it well. Yeah, and if you can do it well, I'll I'll accept the fact that you're just like it's like listening to to you know anyone that has a hobby that like consumes them and that's all they talk about. Look, if you're really into it and you do it well. I'll listen to it, you yeah. know. Like I'll, I'll, I'll suffer through it to a point. Sure. But if everyone just, I homebrew, yeah, I homebrew. What with a Keurig, <laughs> with your Anheuser Busch, with your Keurig. Anheuser Busch Keurig, oh your Pika Brew, <laughs> Pika Brew. But again, it's a cool. Mm. I, I like the concept because for those those people who are not in that camp, for the alcoholic that doesn't want to go out, <laughs> this is for you exactly. Well, it also for the people who may be intimidated. Like yeah. there's part of me that loves the idea of homebrewing, but intimidates me a little bit because I'm like, look, I don't have this, this necessarily sure. the space because it does take a lot of space. You've got to temperature control it. There's a lot of stuff that goes you into gotta it. Have buckets. I you, know buckets you are really important. You gotta have buckets and you know, funnels and like tubes. hoses. Yeah, you know. So for someone, it, it might be. It might actually open that up for some people too who weren't able to do it first so i can see the benefits but yeah those those people who uh like to just jump on the trendy bandwagon will that should be interesting to listen dude to i totally homebrewed last night <laughs> i got several liters of beer it's hey like, what, what are you doing what, this weekend you want to you want to hang out no, i got a homebrew man i got a homebrew i got a homebrew i got i got so many liters i gotta make it's like what get out of here uh next one up is moro robot and this just seems like this is years behind like what matters this seems like a rocky two thing yeah the moro <laughs> robot does all of your chores such as pouring drinks picking up groceries and folding laundry i think by picking up it doesn't mean like driving to right i guess but i was like you bull, can, you i was can, like bullshit this thing goes and gets my my groceries you can put bags down and it will instead of carrying them into the kitchen yourself it will pick them up where you put them down and or you just like it kitchen. holds out its hand you put it in its right. arm and it like it carries them That'd be cool if it just went to Trader Joe's for you. And yeah, just it's like, like put it on my tab. Are you guys out of Mint JoJo's? <laughs> oh no! Um, and it, apparently, it folds laundry. I would like it for that if it actually did it. Uh, about four feet tall, the white cylindrical robot with arms, no face or eyes, moves in all directions. The system includes voice and facial recognition technology to, to take uh, task requests and learn who is commanding it over time. Weird. Uh, you are not my boss. You are not my supervisor. I serve, I serve one master. <laughs> There's no official launch date, but it comes with a hefty $30,000 price tag. No thank you. I'll fold my own laundry. Doug, look. Okay, so let's say you're holding Natalie and you're cooking, right? Nope. <laughs> no? All right, nope. fine. I'll take Alexa over that. <laughs> if that's I the knew case. it. You do want if Alexa. If we have a hierarchy here, I won't take the Moro robot. I'm like, no. Uh, but the thing is, though, this is straight out of Rocky Two. Like, yeah. this is straight out of a movie that was made in the early 80s. Yeah, I'm just like, you know what? It's possible it could be useful. I mean, if you're an older folks who just can't do that sort of stuff that's and it's fair. actually there. That's fair. But I'm sure they're not going to spend 30 grand on it. So let's revise our scenario earlier. Okay, let's All right? revise it. Our hero drives up in his futuristic car. <laughs> okay, he he gets out. He places his egg on the ground. His robot gets out. Right, picks up the egg, moves it over to the location to where it needs, so it can explode out into a drone. He puts on his Google Glass while his bre- his wife is breast pumping milk for their baby, and he loses the drone race. And the robot uh, goes back and forth uh, with refreshments. That's right. In its hand. That he is homebrewed in the car. That he homebrews in the right. peekaboo. <laughs> in the peekaboo in the car. We're starting to. We're. I see a theme for all of this. I like it. Uh, the next one is the uh, Motive Smart Ring. Uh, this one didn't impress me at all. Wearables are everywhere, but the Motive uh, Smart Ring packs everything you need to into one small package. 
Right. Uh, unlike other smart rings, such as Ringly. <laughs> really? Your smart ring's called Ringly? Yeah, it is. Call it call it one. <laughs> for the one ring. <coughs> That's actually not bad. Or precious. Uh, its main focus is fitness. Uh, Motif collects stats like your daily steps, heart rate, goals, and distance, and pushes that data into your smartphone. Like, I'm like... Right, yeah, I'm looking at I'm looking at what are what we're at right now, but yeah. but I was like your watch, right? Uh, available in gray or rose titanium device, it looks just like a traditional ring. Uh, no, it doesn't. Uh, it also comes with. <laughs> in fairness, I feel like it does look like it. It it, it looks like a ring. I at f- at first glance, maybe it doesn't look like a like a look weird... at that. I, that I, looks weird. No, I absolutely would that say that looks weird. That looks no weirder than yours or mine. Yeah, it like does. Let, looks. If you compare your your ring with that, there's not a lot of difference. I no. would say that the peach colored one is really off putting to me. The, this one here, yeah, the yeah. pink one, really off colored. The other one, the shiny one, I'm like, okay, I'll let that one slide. But it also comes with standalone GPS, so there's no need to take your phone on runs to track your data. It'll cost two hundred dollars when it launches in the spring. That's not bad. I honestly think that's for for runners and for people who are into fitness. I think honestly that's a really cool idea. I I, I give this Nerds. one a lot of credence. I give this one. A lot, I think this is really cool. Now I would say for the sake of convenience, plus and it's not, only two hundred bucks. Not having your phone right. to track or like a watch. Yeah. Even then, I'd rather to have a watch than a ring. Great. Something else I got to put on my fingers. Well, and this is the the thing with the the Apple Watch that I like. I got the model that doesn't have uh, GPS. Like in, mm-hmm. in it, so like there, because there's a there's a there's a series two and a series series two has GPS. This one uses your phones, mm-hmm. so I can still take this on a run, and it does its best to track where I'm going. But you know, for for two hundred bucks, if you can get something that is GPS enabled, that is so like low profile on you that you yeah. don't like have to strap something to your right. Like it's a ring, you just put it on, you go. You know what like, it it's, is? It's 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 posing as a as a ring, but it really is as a tracking device. It's a, well, as everything, <laughs> that's a tracking device, Doug. But that's really like yeah. With with you with this ring, I do the wed, and I will track you. <laughs> I know where you are. Right, parents are going to give this to kids and go. Here you no, go. You want a technology? This is technology. You want a promise ring? Here you go. Right. Find out where she is. Find out where. She, never let her out of your sight. Track her with GPS. Yeah. Call her and call her out on the where she is. The weird, the the cool thing that I think though is, and and I just watched uh, Civil War again not too long ago. Yeah. I feel like. We are getting closer and closer to to Stark esque technology, oh, yeah. which is really fucking cool to me. And cool the, and the, scary. The nerd in me is like, this is really cool. Like, just rings that can track your your heartbeat, where yeah. you are, this and that. It's only a matter of time before you're going to be able to make a phone call on that ring before it'll project something where you can watch a video. How are you gonna make a phone call on a ring? I don't know, Doug. I don't make the you get, technology. You're gonna go. Yes, that's that's how you that's, that's how you answer the call. You kiss the ring. Maybe it's a maybe it, it does the it does the uh, the the holograph. It throws yeah. it up and you can have a conversation. And I don't like, know. I like, don't make the technology. What's techn- up, baby? How you doing? How you doing, baby? I don't <laughs> make the technology, Doug. I just I'm the idea guy. I consume it. <laughs> <laughs> I know what I want, and I, I want cons- that. <laughs> consume it when it happens. So scientists get on it. Uh, next one up here is by far one of the coolest ones from my perspective. If you have a child, better than the egg one. Yes, it's called the Snoo Bassinet. Uh, this bassinet is a robot that rocks your baby to sleep, and by rock, I mean rock. Uh, the product went viral late last year. Um, the Snoo, developed by Who Gives a Shit, rocks newborns to sleep when they're crying. Along with producing slight humming noise, the experience recreates how babies feel in the womb and aims to help little ones and parents sleep better at night. The snoo also prevents babies from rolling over via sleep outfit that clips onto the bassinet side. I watched the video that went along with this, and I was like, yeah, that would have been much more useful 
when really? I had Natalie. Because to me, I, I listen to that and I'm like, that's all. People have been doing it without it. Absolutely. And I, so to me, that's 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 my sure. Oh, that's just that's luxury. Like you don't need that. That's not People a necessity, been, right? Exactly. But you think you but think have a would... child and tell me how awesome this would be? Okay. Because the cool thing about it is like we had a uh, a bassinet that was supposed that would vibrate. But like it would vibrate with it sounds uh, like it's just gonna. That's kind of it was like yeah. that's what it would do because and then like we would have to like rock her yeah and we'd just be like falling asleep just and just trying to get her to calm down yeah this will do it for you and the way that it moves and the base on what it does it, it makes the because that's the reason why babies when they come out they're freaked out because they're not in the womb anymore they're not mo- it's not normal yeah. it's not what they're used to so this produces the sound as well as the movement like they're in the womb yeah so and i watched a video of a baby that was crying and within a matter of seconds it slowly was like cool that's, and, all right. and also the fear is always that they're going to roll over and die. Okay. So like the idea that you could strap them down is also pretty what is cool. what is the fear that if they in case they throw like they spit up or something. Well, the or thing or is like they when they're that young their head isn't strong enough. Okay. So they just like they suffocate. Oh, roll over onto their like belly down. Yeah. Oh, I thought I was thinking belly up like on their back would is it? No, thing? they always have to be on their back when they're. Oh, young. interesting. It's okay. Back to sleep for every sleep. So because otherwise they can't lift up their head and they just basically suffocate. So. Which is no good. That's not what you want. Next up, we have uh, Vuzix glasses, which is essentially um, they want to succeed where Google Glass failed. They're taking another crack. And in fairness, these do look like actual sunglasses. They do. So this is this this. It's not as apparent what yes. you're looking at. Yeah. The company's sunglasses pair with Android devices and display what's on the screen in the right lens. You can watch videos, get directions, and read text messages via the small projected image. Uh, via the small projected images. That's weird. That doesn't make sense. Get directions and read text messages via the small projected image is small. Well, it's a typo. It's terrible. Um, Fuck you, CNN. <laughs> the glasses can be controlled via your voice. Fake news. Or touchpad on the right stem. Uh, left lens is for snapping photos through its built-in camera. Uh, this is some James Bond, Tony yeah. Stark shit. I'm telling you, man. Yeah. yeah. Price is unknown. The, the weird thing, though, that I feel is that I don't know how – it has to be a perspective thing because I think about how close my lenses are here. And if I had something like right there to read, I feel like it would be way too close yeah, for me I'm to I'm nearsighted read. but not that nearsighted. Like, like yeah, I don't, I don't know. So it's got to be some like forced perspective. They've got to be messing with that in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, I imagine. I, I, again – you just don't understand while, the need for it. While it's cool, why would you need that? That's fair. Yeah, and not only that, but I mean, again, like as privacy stuff becomes more and more apparent, you can just I'm like, record. Yeah, I'm like, mm, I don't snap a it's picture. Bad enough yeah. with phones nowadays. Let alone with that, it's like at any point in time you can just be like, record, take pictures. Right. Um, right. I mean, and not only that, it's like it's not where like it helps you while you're driving because it's like great, I can read something while I'm driving. No, sir, were you were you reading text? No. no. I, the only time, I, kind of with Google Glass, like if you're a doctor doing surgery stuff and you want to have some interface stuff right. telling you their vitals or if you're a mechanic. That would be incredible. A mechanic and you're right. like, hey, what kind of part do I need or what's going on right. or how do I fix car? You can you can YouTube that. How do I fix a car? You know? You're under there going, oh, I really should have looked this up yeah. before I took this job. If you're a doctor, you're like, show me what the heart looks like. <laughs> you know, Google. Okay, Google. Which one's the heart? <laughs> uh, we got a couple, uh, just a few more here. Uh, Little Fish Smart Speaker. I think I skipped over this one last time. What is this? Smart Speaker has potential to be the Amazon Echo of China. Oh, who gives a shit? Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, it's a built-in, uh, the announced uh, device with a built-in screen that can control appliances, music, and connected devices. So it's just another another 
a virtual assistant at home. Yeah, it uses its own AI tech and doesn't rely on Amazon's Alexa system like other smart speaker assistants. We're looking at you, Lenovo. Ooh, shots fired. <laughs> I don't understand. So it's it's essentially like an Alexa, which again, don't care. Right. Uh, what does that one run you? Uh, they says it's not. Uh, it has been announced. Okay. Next up is Sony Projector. This uh, mildly priced $25,000 projector Jesus. is a pipe dream for most, but it's hard not to be wowed by what it does. The VPL-VZ1000ES model turns any... I want to make sure we know what model we're talking about here. I prefer the, the LS model. But uh, turns any room into a home theater. The, project, uh, the projector weighs at 77 pounds and can project a 100-inch image onto a wall just six inches away. It's available for pre-order, and we'll start shipping in the spring. Jesus. That would be kind of cool, but it's fucking expensive. It's I expensive, and I it's 77 and pounds. And I, that's for a, 100 inch? I mean, It that, seems really, like, weird. I don't know. How many feet is that? That's more than five feet. So, what? Uh, Do it, Doug. Uh, Do it. Uh, uh, it's like seven feet-ish. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, if no, if like anyone little, on the live like stream wants eight, to do the math, it's like a little over eight feet. Sure. So, a little over, you know, almost a dug and a third tall. Right. One point three 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 dugs <laughs> tall. So that's pretty good. Why wouldn't you just put like eight feet on here? Why would you put a hundred inch? Well, that's how TVs are measured. You measure them in inches. You don't measure them in. It's like, I got a four foot TV. No, I got a forty eight inch TV. Right. You know that's just not how it's measured. <laughs> I never thought of it that way. How makes your TV? Four feet. <laughs> oh, man, that's a beautiful picture. What's that, a six-foot TV? <laughs> that's like, because they measure it from, like, corner to corner. Yeah, exactly, right? yeah. Gotcha. Okay, I was like, because I was trying to think, like, how tall it, the projection would be, so I was thinking of it Doug's completely like the wrong way. of a building. Well, that's about, that's it's about right. It's a hundred-foot TV. Like, why? Because that's how they measure it, you idiot. <laughs> I got a four-foot TV. I'm stupid. Um, yeah, I don't know if that would be useful, but it's pretty cool. <laughs> uh, last two here. Uh, the smart glove, not the power glove. Uh, uh, Rapales smart glove reminds us how powerful tech can be. The glove helps rehabilitate stroke patients through virtual activities like darts and card games played through a compatible app. Oh, interesting. It wraps around the wrist and sensors track patients' motion and improvement as they progress through therapy. Physicians and clinics around the world uh, already use the Repel Glove, but it's now available for patients to rent for $99. So there's kind of a picture here of a guy using it and trying to throw darts, which is kind of cool. Yeah, that is cool. Because I know for me, like that would be a great way for me to try to improve that as opposed to like, do your stretches. It's right. like throw darts and see if you can get a better score yeah. than you did before. Which improve I think your really dexterity cool. and yeah, dealing cards. and Yeah, like that's, I think that's really cool. Uh, finally, the Lego coding kit. I think this is amazing. All right. I think this is really what's important for youth today, and I'm not being facetious. Uh, tech isn't just for adults. Lego launched an innovative building and coding set that brings movement to Legos. Kids can build five different smart toy models, including a cat, a robot, and guitar, with the help of sensors and motors. The kit works alongside a corresponding app, which features 60 coding activities. It's also possible to add voice recording via the app to give toys the ability to speak. So kids can essentially build their own toys and then program them okay. to do what they want. So I think that's a great way for kids to learn not only like to be creative, but then to learn how coding and stuff works. Yeah. So like for the kids of the future, you know, that are being working with technology, I think that's a really cool thing to to make available. I would say and and I mean looking through this list, all the all the things on here 
they're all I mean it's it's from CSE obviously but they're all they're all tech based they all use computers they all use coding someone needs to program these they need to have innovation to do the next wave of these things so it's society's only moving to that direction so to yeah. get kids to to have more of these the, like the last item there to have more things that will help teach that to help propel kids into that realm and have them come up just kind of knowing basic coding skills is going to be invaluable as we move into the future. That's, Absolutely that's valuable. That's what's going to set you and I apart from the other generations is we're not going to know how to do that. No, and I'm, it terrifies me. Like, yeah. I, I've, learned, I've, I've learned a lot in my current 9 to 5 mm-hmm. about that, but I compared to what is to know, I know nothing. Yeah. Like, it is amazing what you some of these people nothing, can do. You know nothing, Jon Snow. <laughs> I'm rewatching Game of Thrones. Ta-da. Ta-da. But yeah, it, it, I wish there, I was talking with someone or I heard someone speaking recently and they were like, you know, like in high school, I did basic HTML. I built, you know, HTML websites like we all did. And I'm like, I didn't do that. Yeah, I took a very. I never did that. Like, Ever. It, was, it was a dead language even when I was doing it, but it was QBasic. Yeah. And it was like DOS level like programming. And it's like, hey, uh, if you do this, you basically, I created a Yahtzee game once, but it was like. I don't know how any of that shit... And it was a language that you didn't use anymore. Yeah. People were using C++ and things like that. I wish to God I had taken a class on that. I wish I had learned that. I wish I'd even had a fundamentals in that. Like, yeah. I took nothing. And it's... I'm... I guess... I don't know. I guess I just didn't see the... I didn't see it coming when I was younger. But, man, I tell you, if if, if this is the kind of stuff that the kids will, like, will have access to and is integrated into their gaming and just their general, like, here's something I can do for play. Yeah. And it includes learning how to code. That's incredible. Well, not only that, but, I mean, imagine if the two kids with the same toy show up, they're not going to be the exact same. They've no, made abso- it their own. Absolutely. And now, obviously, there's different – they'll all have access to the same stuff, but they can program them to, to do different things. Right. And I think that's what's cool is a lot of people like to have, like – uh, individualized sort of things like yeah, that, well, which is always really cool. And it shows it shows their personalities. It allows yeah. this kid may invent differently than this kid, or this just people in general. This person may think differently than this person. You give two people the same thing, and they may give you two vastly different, equally amazing things back. So it, well, it really promotes that self innovation and and what have you. What's cool is it's like there's there's five different <laughs> Eric those. Then we get Skynet. And then Skynet comes around, and it's like, well, it was fun while it lasted. I don't like Skynet. Speaking Netflix. of Skynet and Terminator, did you hear James Cameron is going to try and reboot Terminator? God damn it, Cameron. If anyone's going to do it, though. I'm calling you out right now, Cameron. Please don't. If anyone's going to do it, though. No one should. No one should, but if anyone <laughs> would do it, James Cameron is the one to do it. Yes. People just do not want that franchise to die. They just don't. They're like, we can't. We can't let this go. It's Terminator. It's like, well, you could because the I mean, last we kind of, three have been bad. We've we've explored the world. I would say maybe maybe yeah. let it go. Well, Cameron's also too busy with Avatar. You know, writing second. three sequels, four sequels to. <laughs> How much unobtainium can we obtain? <laughs> None. It's unobtainable. Oh, logic trap. <laughs> It's a paradox. <laughs> Cameron Cameron wrote himself into his own paradox. No! Damn me! We'll just do it in 3D and it'll be cool. <laughs> Look, you can buy a lot of unobtainium for the billions of dollars I'm going to bring in. All right? Don't worry about it, guys. Number, number two, I have the top two grossing, highest grossing movies of all time. Of all time. I, think, well, I think we'll be okay. Look, you can buy... I will make unobtainium with my money. <laughs> it'll be totally fine. It'll be totally fine. Totally cool. Yeah. Um, well, that bums me out. Yeah. Is there a slated when he wants to reboot that? Uh, it was just like recently announced yeah. that it was like, I was like, oh, good. What You were going to say one more thing about the, uh, about the um, two yeah. different people bringing something? Well, I was like, well, with this toy, it's like they have five different toy models. So, I mean, 
And within that, each one of those, if I'm understanding this correctly, has 60 different coding activities. So you could have a cat, a robot, a guitar, and two others, which they didn't name on here, weirdly. Um, And... Within that, there's 60 coding activities, which I think is really cool. So, yeah. And I don't even know. It says activities, so I'm like, I don't know. You can program it to do so many different things. I think that's really cool. Yeah. So, like, if two kids brought a guitar or one person has a cat and a guitar, it's like they'll be entertained yeah. you know, thoroughly with that and showing each other how they can do different things with their activities is really impressive, I yeah. think. That's a really cool thing. You know what else is a cool thing? I don't know. I don't know. There's some stuff out there that's a pretty cool thing. Name, name the first something. one that comes off the top of your head. Uh, you know, there's just so many things out there that are cool. The Throwdown! Yes, it is time for the Throwdown. <laughs> Where are we in church? <laughs> sure. Oh, man. So for today's Throwdown, I'm taking two things off the list. Okay. And we're putting them, pitting them against each other. Two things. Oh, Jesus. Okay. I know, right? So we are going to take, we're going to take the egg drone. Oh, fuck. And we're going to pit that bad boy against the the robot from Rocky Two <laughs> that folds your laundry and picks up your groceries. So these two things. So here's, here's the thing. All right. So we take our scenario where our Neo dude gets out of his car, right? He bring, he We dro- really built a good world with he this, didn't we? He puts the egg down. Well, I feel like we couldn't. We can't just not use this for our throwdown. <laughs> he puts the egg down. The, the drone picks it up or the robot picks it up. Brings it over to the location where it needs to be, sets it down, and backs up a little bit. All of a sudden, the egg starts to shake, and the drone bursts out of it, right? And then it turns around real quick and focuses on the the robot. And the robot, without even saying anything to each other, no blips or bleeps or bloops, because they just know they're already wired into the net, into the Skynet. And so they just know... It's going down. He's like, you put me down too hard. The drone, the, the flying drone says that. And the robot's like, you're, fa- you're a fat ass. You're too heavy. And also, you're stupid. I can fold laundry. What do you do? Fly out of an egg? And so now, now, there's, now there's drone logic going on. There's robot logic. They're, they're, they're trash talking each other. I feel like all the air drone has to do is just knock the, the robot over and it's like game over, bitch. If it can fold laundry, I'd like to think that it can probably push itself back up. It didn't list that in its attributes. I'm going to say that's a thing. Based on how it looked, I don't think it could. I'm going to say it's a thing. You're saying we're gonna, we're gonna give it. We're going to give it the benefit of the doubt and it can push itself back up if it goes down. <laughs> I'd like to think that the the drone robot comes and knocks it over, right? Uh-huh. Knocks the robot over. The robot pushes itself back up. Drone's already coming in for a second second round. He turns at the last minute, puts his little 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 uh, laundry folding arms up, and grabs it, right? And so now there's the struggle. <laughs> the drone is trying. The drone's trying to get out, while the robot's like, "Nope, yeah, I got you now, bitch." And then what? And then. Slowly, the the robot starts to compress the drone, trying to break it. But the drone kicks in its afterburners, right? <laughs> it starts to lift the robot up, right? Okay, because this is not a small, it's not a small what egg. What are we talking about? So the robot and the drone are starting to get airborne, right? The drone's picking this thing up, and it's like, look, if you crush me, then we both die because you fall to your death, you'll break apart. And so the robot goes. So right, right before it gets to a critical height, the you robot falls. Your death. So you're assuming that these things understand the concept of death. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> I'd like to think that on 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 this, it they program these things pretty well. If it makes this list, the children program them to understand the, the concept both, of life and death. Look, they're both wearing the the smart ring, the ring, right? Ring. <laughs> the one ring, yeah, the one ring. <laughs> so which which gives them the knowledge somehow okay. of of perceived life and death. Uh-huh. Right? Okay. So right before they get to critical height, the robot lets go. He does its calculations and goes, if I let go now, I can still survive. So he lets go, he drops, 
part of him. Why wouldn't he just crush it if he could still get away and survive? Ah, see, good logic. All right, so he crushes it and then he wins. <laughs> and he's just you, you go. He's paralyzed from the waist down. Exactly right. <laughs> so he still has a life, but at what cost? <laughs> right, because no one can rebuild him exactly. at that point in time. He costs thirty thousand dollars. All right, we're out of money. We don't have any more to give you to rebuild. We can't you. give you legs. Right, sorry. Now go fold laundry. Now go fold my laundry. Now you have to carry him into the laundry room to fold laundry. He can't just move. Oh, he goes. He goes. I'll get there eventually. Terrifying. Just destroying the hardwood floors and everything like that. So, all right, what do you think? How does it go down? Uh, I'm going to stick with my original thought. The flying drone knocks him over. Down a hill, and then and that's, that's it. it. That's it. Because right. he's like, because then the drone just goes, I'm up here, and you're down there. Mm, and he's floating. just like, mm, I can't get up there. Because I imagine they were in a wooded area for some reason. All right, fine. Is that where you imagine them? No, I imagine them in Grant Park. <laughs> okay. All right. That, kind of, so you were thinking he left him just to die in the woods? Yeah. It's like, <laughs> your batteries will run out at some point. I'm going to go dock in my egg pod. I'm tired. I'm going to go sleep in my egg. And then a bear comes by and just destroys the egg. Because <laughs> he thinks it's food. So, really no one wins. No one wins. The bear wins. The bear wins. <laughs> the bears win. All right, there you go. So then the bear wins. Yeah! All right, so the, the, the bear fucking wins. That's right. The bear fucking. Yes. Prepare for the bear fucking. Hey, bear fucker! <laughs> I forgot about that. I need to watch that movie again. I know, right? Referencing Super Troopers. Uh, guys, thanks for, for listening and for the, the people tuning in the stream. Thank you. It was great having you. We appreciate the comments, the questions, things like that. It was great. Um, we'll look forward to definitely doing some more of this in the future. I have some sneaky ideas, some fun stuff to get you all involved uh, with some of the stuff that we do. Uh, but check us out on Facebook. Uh, you can find us at MindGap. Podcast. We're also on Twitter at MindGapPodcast, where we continually and shockingly keep picking up followers to no no reason, but I appreciate that. So thanks for following us. Absolutely. Uh, you can also find Justin on his website. You can find me online at JustinStranlin.com, or you can listen to this podcast, as well as the other one I do every Monday with Milos Stevanovich. It's called The Best Bar Podcast Ever, and it truly is the best bar podcast ever. Mm. On Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat, at Justin underscore Michael, spelled M-I-K-E-L. It's the fun way of spelling it. While you're in the all-men realm, check us out on iTunes. And uh, I think we're on, um, not Stitcher, we're on uh, Pocket Cast and a couple other um, podcasting apps. Review us, uh, subscribe to us, let us know what you think of the show. Uh, if you want us to talk about a topic or if you want to be on the show and talk about a topic that you're passionate about, let us know. Um, and uh, check out 2 and 2 East 8th on all social medias. We love you guys. Thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you next week. On the flippity flop. On the flippity flop. Mind Gap Podcast.